Last weekend, the weather was beautiful. Do you remember that far back? There were blue skies and the air was warm. It was so beautiful that after nearly a week of enforced quarantine, many residents of the Bay Area headed outside. Many, perhaps too many, headed outside. And you might have read uh, an article that Tom Steenstra wrote about this in the Chronicle this last week about the gridlock that was descending on Point Reyes and Stinson Beach and Half Moon Bay. In fact, the the park rangers um, had to shut down most of Point Reyes because the parking lots were overwhelmed with people. Closer to home, the general manager of the East Bay Regional Parks said that on Sunday morning at Tilden Park, he had never seen those kinds of crowds, not in his 45 years. Now, these crowds were evidence of one of the impacts of uh, sheltering in place, what it's having on uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. I think that people were desperate for fresh air and for something other than the four walls of their homes. And for some residents, especially those who live right near those parks, it stood in for something even more frightening. Because of all the cars that were parked all over the place and the sheer number of people that had come to hike in Tilden, one Berkeley resident wrote to Tom Steenstra, furious about an article he'd written the previous week about accessing outdoor spaces during this time. She wrote, Your attention-seeking articles are going to be responsible for a lot of sickness, hospitalization, and death. Now, while I might disagree that his article in particular will be responsible for death. What I read in this person's frightened letter, because I think their anger is masking an underlying fear, what I read is another very deep impact of this pandemic. At this moment, we are all very acutely aware of each other's mortality in a way that we haven't collectively felt for decades, perhaps over a century. All around us, we see how the people we love, our neighbors, nurses, doctors, grocery clerks, police officers, how we, any of us, could die. We see this in ways that we never have before, we see death on every doorknob. That's my experience that part of being human is that when we encounter suffering and death, we ask why it has to be this way. Why we and the people we care about have to die. And so once again, I give thanks to God for Scripture because as biblical scholar Sandra Schneiders teaches us, this very same question 
animates our story from John's gospel this morning. How do you deal with the problem of death in a community that trusts in eternal life? The question is voiced as plainly as can be by two faithful sisters, Martha and Mary. They knew that their brother Lazarus wasn't well. They knew that Jesus had the power to heal him. And so they sent word to Jesus seeking him to come to Bethany. But he doesn't. And their brother Lazarus, who was beloved of Jesus, dies. So days later, when Jesus finally does arrive, they each greet him with a statement, almost an accusation. One that rings through time to this morning. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Can you hear their cry? Martha and Mary's cry to Jesus is at the same time a cry of pain and a cry of belief. It's a cry of hurt, a cry of lament, a cry of loss. In the past month, it's a cry that has been heard around the globe in China, in Italy, in Spain, in New York. And it is a cry that has been voiced by many of us when someone beloved to us dies. Martha and Mary are right. If he had been there, Lazarus would have been all right. If Jesus is the one who reveals the force of life, if he could open the eyes of a man born blind, why couldn't he prevent Lazarus from dying? What purpose could this possibly serve? When he does arrive in Bethany and encounters the grief of those he loves, what is Jesus the Christ's response? Is it annoyance? No. Is it dismissiveness? Not at all. Is it anger? Not according to those who were there. Now the response of the word of God, the response of the son of God, the response of the Christ, when confronted with the immense pain of someone who is suffering, is to weep. At times like these, when so much is spiraling out of our grasp, we do all kinds of things to control God. But we don't get to decide how Jesus shows up. And at a time like this, when the fear of death is pervasive, it feels like it highlights the absence of Jesus. 
especially for people born long after his body could be felt. The suffering that is caused when we long for God to heal those we love, when that person is not cured, when God appears to be absent, that suffering is real. And it's the very reason why we have this story today. Because the resuscitation of Lazarus is not simply for him to be with his sisters again. It's also to be a sign for us of the presence of life in the midst of death. It reveals for us an essential truth about our mortality that though life as we know it will one day end, we can place our trust that death is not the final word. That belongs to God. The story of the Christ is also here in John's Gospel to remind us that the physical absence of Jesus does not mean the absence of his love. We are not now, nor will we be, alone. Eternal life, real, intimate presence, in the midst of painful absence, awaits those who trust in God. In the Gospel of John, there are no parables. So whenever Jesus needs to reveal an essential truth to the world, he does this through a sign, through a, a revelatory act. Like when he gives physical sight to reveal that he is the light of the world. Or when he gives bread in abundance to reveal that he is the bread from heaven. And when Jesus knew that his life on earth in this form was ending, and that his time to reveal the truths of God was drawing to a close, Jesus raised someone from the dead to reveal that he is the resurrection and the life eternal. You see, friends, death is real, but it is not ultimate. And resurrection is not simply a future in which we trust, it is also a present reality in which we abide, a way of living now, even amidst the fear all around us. Perhaps especially amidst the fear of death all around us. As Sandra Schneiders reminds us, the presence of the Christ does not mean we don't weep, but it does mean we need not despair. The life unending that Jesus revealed to all those gathered in Bethany that day, the life unending that is promised to us this day, is that when we trust in him, we will not be alone. If we reach out, Jesus will take our hand and will lead us on to life with God now and forevermore.